Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz coming off the heels of the John Deere Classic, where Sepp Straka picked up his second PGA Tour win. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about Kohler, Wisconsin, and Whistling Straits. It's the 25th anniversary of the Straits course. This place has hosted three PGA Championships, a U.S. Senior Open, and if you might, if you remember, the 43rd Ryder Cup back in 2021. You got to go check this place out. 2023 is pretty much completely booked up, so go now and book your times for 2024. Destination Kohler in Kohler, Wisconsin is home to the American Club Resort Hotel with its four world-class 18-hole championship golf courses and luxury hospitality experiences, all located just one hour north of Milwaukee and two and a half hours north of Chicago. The Champions Trail Golf Package includes two-night accommodations, three 18-hole rounds per person, a round on the Bath Short Course, golf cart and caddy fees, gratuities not included, a 30-minute golf lesson, and more. Visit destinationkohler.com slash golf for more details. And the Dive for Golf package includes three night accommodations, four 18-hole rounds per person, a round on the Bath Short Course, golf cart and caddy fees, once again, gratuities not included, and a 30-minute golf lesson. Once again, that's destinationkohler.com for more details. All right, Slaves, it was a massive week in the game of golf with Sepp Straka picking up his second win at the John Deere Classic and Allison Corpus winning the United States Women's Open at Iconic Pebble Beach, just dominating fashion, played a flawless final round, shooting 69 to win by three. So congratulations to her on winning the first time the United States Women's Open has ever been at Pebble Beach, and it was a game changer. The ratings were through the roof. But just hats off to the USGA and everybody involved. That was awesome to watch. Let's go to Sepp Straka, though. A little final round, 62, which included a double bogey on the 72nd hole, which looked like it might cost him. But in the end, he uh, had a nice little two-shot win. It's always nice when you can dub the last to shoot 62 and uh, have no stress on a playoff. I was pretty convinced after the dub that at least one of the chasers was going to catch him, uh, but it ended up holding up hell of a final round by him. Every time I watch him, Colt, Sepp, I know this is his second win on the PJ Tour, but I watch him, and when he's on TV, obviously he's running nicely. Uh, but that golf swing looks just so repeatable and so simple. It reminds me of Jason Gore a little bit back in the day, that motion, uh, you know, and the frame, couple of husky individuals. But, man, every time he goes and he's going well, it just looks so repeatable. And huge week for him um, and the Europeans for – potential Ryder Cup shakeup over there. They're looking to fill those last few spots, and they got a couple guys uh, stepping up. You know, everyone that played with him at the University of Georgia just raves about how good he is, how talented he is. It is his second win, but it's crazy. Like, the dude might miss 12, 13 cuts in a season, but then he also has three, four, five, six top tens, top fives. Um, it's pretty impressive. He easily could have three wins. He, he lost in a playoff to Will Zalatoris at Memphis last year, but Man, that was an unbelievable final round. I was walking with the last pairing of Brendan Todd and Alex Smalley, and they would walk by me every hole because it seemed like he birdied damn near every hole. And he looked at me and what, what is going on up there? That guy's going absolutely nuts. There was at one point, I think there was like 14 guys within three shots of the lead. Then all of a sudden, Sepp Straka had a five-shot lead. Yeah, it went from jammed up. I was like, we're going to see a huge playoff at the end of the day to, oh, this thing's dirt nap quick. And then the double kind of, you know, gave uh, a breath of life to those guys that were chasing him. But hell of a run by him. Like I said, I think that's a, a huge move for him on that European Ryder Cup side. Um, and they need it at the bottom of that thing because their top six is, is loaded. And then after that, they need some dogs. And uh, he might be one of them. I'm just happy finally my picks didn't totally suck for once this week. Oh. I had both guys finish in the top ten. Adam Shank was looking really good there for a while. Mark Hubbard played well. Also informed us on Friday that his favorite club's a six iron. That was a rather interesting moment. That was but a good one. Shout out, Hubs. That's why we love him. Thanks to my guys. Thanks to my guys for actually showing up this week. That was nice. A little sign language. Yeah, and I had uh, Ludwig, who I've been pretty much riding the entire time. He was right there once again. Uh, had a nice final round. I think you could pretty much stamp him for that European. Uh, that 5-1 to one you got on him on the Euro side? Uh, yes. Yes. Me. yes. Wanna, your boy might want to offer you a buyout at 4-1 to one right now. No, I'm not, that, I'm not accepting it. That's coming your way. Easy money. It is. So that's gonna make me a nice little, nice little, nice little handful of cash from our our good friend the doctor. We'll just say that, oh. which uh, can help pay my bills over at the Duck City last week because uh, we got amongst it out there at Duck City. Shout out Chef Jeremy and all his staff. Three nights in a row, had an absolute time. If you're ever in Davenport, Iowa, please go check out Duck City. Place is fantastic. 
I've heard all about it. Sounds like the place to be. Also want to give a shout out to the two youngsters that came up yes. to the cart and said, hey, we're going to we're going to get amongst it out here. I love seeing the youth of America get amongst it. Couple couple Capri Suns, maybe something like that. You know, let loose. Let your hair down a little bit. Youngsters got to do it, too. So shout out Virgin to those Virgin Birdie two. Juice. Yeah, dude, there's a lot fans. of ways. There's different definitions of getting amongst it. But those kids, beautiful, beautiful to see out there. I had a, that, that was really, really was a cool moment. Cause I mean, that came out of nowhere. And then Saturday night I was at duck city with a bunch of people. There was five, six of us there having a nice dinner, having some cocktails. And there was two guys sitting at the bar, um, one with one of their sons who happened to be probably five or six years old, really young. And we're having a good time and all this and get ready to go upstairs to the cigar lounge. And chef Jeremy comes over and he goes, those people that were sitting at the bar took, took care of your tab. I'm like, what, why? And they're like, they, they love y'all show. They said they wanted to buy buy your tab, and they just left. They didn't let us know or anything. They did it. So whoever you are, thank you so much. That was very nice, and it wasn't the smallest tab in the world. So that was extremely nice to have them reach out. There are a lot of good people in this world, um, just not all of them are on Twitter. Did you tell them? Is now a good time to tell them that you took a couple bottles of wine to go? Yeah, exactly. Like you told well, me earlier. You said don't mention it, but I feel like I should mention it. <laughs> no, that was that was so nice of them. Um, really. Always enjoy my time at the John Deere. And also, let's just get out of the way. I am not an investor in the cliques. I Let's just go ahead and oh, put that dude. rumor, rumor to bed. You've been talking to me about that for so long. I don't know how, <laughs> how that got out there, dude. You've always been big on all that. thought you were just waiting for the right time to strike. Now that the valuations are in the billions or whatever, I thought you'd jump all over that. Exactly. That's why I have three jobs, so I can invest all my money into the cliques. Yeah, you're heavy, very bullish on the, on the cliques. Which we did forward. learn today on our Sirius XM show. That's a yep. four wood. It's a four wood for all you keeping score at home. Good to know. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, we got a fantastic interview this week. We got a young and up and coming star. Was a national champion at the University of Florida. We got Ricky Castillo joining us, please. But first, I mean, we're looking good as always, man. I mean, does it even need to be said? We look fantastic. And that's shout out to Ralph Lauren, the RLX Golf Collection. Draws inspiration from the traditional aesthetic of polo, updating it to create a modern sensibility focused on performance-driven design. From sophisticated styles to the most technologically advanced fabrics available, RLX Golf is the ultimate in functional luxury and provides pieces that are ready for whatever the conditions bring, on the course or off. Ralph Lauren is the official outfitter of the United States Ryder Cup team and partner of the AJGA. Ralph Lauren is proud to continue its sponsorship of Golf Ambassadors, Andrea Lee, Billy Horschel, Davis Love III, Devin Bling, Doc Redman, Jonathan Bird, Nick Watney, Sean Foley, Smiley Kaufman, Todd Anderson, Tom Watson, Trevor Werblow, Troy Taylor III, Tyler Starfacci, and Zach Johnson. The RLX Golf Collection is available in select Ralph Lauren stores, exclusive private clubs and resorts, and online at ralphlauren.com. Do not wait. Go out there. Pick yourself up something nice. Saw Zach Johnson at dinner at Duck City rocking his RLX Ryder Cup gear. Oh, Captain they're going to come out He's with some He's already ready. Heat. He's already dialed. They're going to come out with some heat for that cup. All right, well, let's get to it. Here's Ricky Castillo on subpar. Okay, if you do not know our guest here today just yet, you're going to very soon. He just helped the University of Florida capture the national championship back in May. Follow that up with by winning his first ever corn Ferry tour start as he's 26 on the corn Ferry points list and looking to punch his ticket to the pga tour right out of the gate ricky castillo how are we brother great thanks for having me guys it's an honor yeah man congratulations thanks on everything coming. ricky and let's just get it out of the way real quick because i know you deal with this question all the time but the pronunciation of your last name you know i've covered a couple of your amateur events and every time we say castillo we just get hated on on twitter will you please confirm that that is correct yeah that that is correct yeah People just Good. act like we're the biggest idiots and we can't read. I'm like, well, maybe if we, you ask the man himself and that's how he <laughs> says it, that's how I'm going to say it. Yeah, I've gotten this thing a million times. What percent of your first T announcements throughout your life do you think they've gotten your name correct? Correct? Oh, less, less than 5%, probably. Yeah. Less nice. than 5%. That's how big time you're getting now. People know. Yeah. Now people know. <laughs> I like Castillo. it. I mean, you were from California, but it, you ended up going to the University of Florida. That's that's quite the I mean, that's that's a hell of a long ways away from home. Yeah, I mean, is it was a big decision for me, but, you know, I thought that it was the best decision for me to, you know, 
give myself the best chance to, you know, be a professional golfer and, you know, prepare myself the best way. And, you know, that's what I thought for was the best opportunity for that. And, you know, I thought that, you know, it helped me university for helped me grow a lot as a golfer and as a person. And, you know, it's put me, pushed me in the right direction. And, you know, that's why, you know, I think it's, I started off well as a pro is just, you know, it's helped me just kind of guide me in the right direction and, kind of gave me an understanding of what I'm doing and what, you know, is for me. But uh, yeah, just the the programs really helped me a lot. And obviously, you know, it's a great program. We won the national championship. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot I could say about it, but, you know, it's it's been really beneficial for me. JC Deacon told me when you, when you were 11 years old, he said, he told you you're going to play for him. Yeah. Yeah. That was true. A little weird. A little weird. A little weird. He's 11 years old, JC. Creeping on the 11 year old, JC. Relax a little. Wait till 13, me. No, but you met him when you were 11. How did that come about? So, my brother was getting recruited to go to UNLV, and JC was the assistant. I was just a little brother that, you know, I would go on all the recruiting trips just for, you know, fun, just to look and stuff like that. You know, I was 10, 11 years old. So, you know, just watching all the colleges and stuff like that. But yeah, JC just, I don't know, just, you know, asked my dad if I played golf and he said yes. And it was just like, you know, just really, really liked me from the moment he saw me and just, you know, wanted me to play for him. And then, you know, told me that, and, you know, at the time I was like, you know, 11 year old kid, just like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, that's probably not going to happen too. Like, oh, you know, that's, you know, so many years down the line, then, you know, end up playing for him and, you know, winning a national championship together. So, you know, it's, all you know, just looking back on it, just all the things that you know we've been through, it's it's pretty cool now. Were there any other schools that were in the running? Uh, the biggest I was between USC and Florida. Okay. Yeah, I gotta say, to get a West Coast kid out of the Pac-12, JC had to do some crazy little voodoo, I would think, to get you out of there because there's some good schools out west too. Yeah, there's a lot of good schools out west. A lot of good schools. We'll we'll talk about your time at Florida. I know you had several wins, but there was some up downs. Were, did you lean on any of like the 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 Florida Gator alumni? Please don't say Matt Every; that'd be terrifying. But did do any of those guys stick around the program and help out a little bit? Uh some guys stick around. Uh, Billy, yeah, really, really became in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, Dudley Hart, obviously, you know, has tons of experience. You know, I think that Dudley's just been a really big part, just because you know he's been the PJ Tour player, and you know been there for 20 plus years and you know just kind of gave us all you know little things that you know might help us when when you're a pro and you know when it's travel whether it's traveling or practice rounds or you know just scheduling things and stuff and I think just I mean there's been a lot everyone kind of gives us you know little bits and pieces but you know I feel like Dudley and Billy have been the most just beneficial just because you know very very far in their careers and you know Obviously, listening to guys like that, you're going to, you know, do well, especially with how successful they were on tour. So, or how even Billy still is successful now. So, are those the guys you lean on now as you get into your pro career? Like, if you need advice or, you know, just anything on like, hey, how do you practice or travel or whatever? Are those, are Billy and Dudley like the guys you go to, or do you have other friends on tour right now that you kind of lean on for that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I have other friends. I mean, uh, my brother uh, is really good friends with Saha Theogala, so uh, and he plays with a bunch of other Corn Ferry guys and stuff like that. And my brother's been really helpful just for me because you know he's been a pro for a couple of years and or a few years now, and kind of just gives me just all the insight and stuff. Like you know, he's not going to be sugarcoat or anything. He'll tell me honestly how he feels about certain things and stuff like that. So I think mean, just having all of the advice from just a bunch of different people and, you know, just picking and choosing what I like is what I think is the most beneficial for me instead of, you know, just going to one specific person. I think just, you know, going to, and just listening to what everyone has to say. So. I was listening to a pod with you um, from before NCAAs where you said you and your brother used to battle it out for one of your dad's candy bars each night. And you remember the first time you beat him. What's the, what's the battle like now when you and your brother play? Uh, I just say you'd be getting all the candy bars. It's fine. <laughs> I wish sometimes it, it, it gets pretty competitive still. It gets it's still really competitive. I mean, he still really wants to beat me. I still really want to beat him. I mean, uh, we don't play as much as we used to, obviously, just because I'm in Florida and he lives out in uh, Houston now. So he's a little busy and stuff like that. And But I mean, just I think just that competition 
as a kid really helped, you know, just having always someone there that you're trying to beat and always calm and stuff. That's kind of what, you know, drove me to be who I am. Well, basing it off your weight right now, it doesn't look like you're doing too much winning on the come up. <laughs> you haven't exactly got any extra poundage you're carrying around. No, no, I've, I've lost a bit of weight after that. I think my caddy told me over the past three weeks, including practice rounds and everything, we walked over about 111 miles. So it's, it was a lot of golf for the first three weeks and I drove it all. So I drove from to from Gainesville to Tennessee, stayed there for a couple nights, went from Tennessee to Wichita, Wichita to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Illinois, Illinois, back to here. So Ooh, how far was that Illinois drive to Gainesville? I stopped in uh, Tennessee. So it was like a six hour drive to Tennessee and then like an eight hour drive to Gainesville. But the, the worst day was uh, I had to go from Tennessee to Wichita was, which was about like an 11 hour drive. Oh, putting That's some miles. Right, yeah, right. I put some miles in the car. But, I got yeah. some more questions about this drive as we get a little deeper into the pod. But just right, right now, you got these long ass drives. What are you listening to? Are you a podcast guy? You got music? What do you, uh, what do, you do? I'm, I just call people because I like I. It's it's pretty easy. Like to you know, if you're listening to music, I get more than listening to music. I just call people. I just call my dad, call my brother, call friends, and like I'll talk to my dad for like two hours or three hours. I'll talk to my brother for two or three hours. Talk to a couple other buddies for a few hours. So. That, that's what, how I uh, drain the time. It's honestly, for me, it's it's worked a lot better. It just kind of wastes a lot more time than, you know, just trying to sit there and listen to music and just try to wait to stop driving. Are you going to make uh, Gainesville home? Is that where you're going to play out of? Uh, I'm going to move to Jacksonville. Okay, cool. That's where I'm going to move. out of Sawgrass? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, yep, good. I, I, I want to go back before, because before the national championship, you were a member of one hell of a Walker Cup team. Down at mm -hmm. Seminole, where you went four and zero. I know it was kind of different because of COVID and everything that was going on. But tell us a little bit about that week, because as a guy who played on the Walker Cup team as well, that's one of my favorite weeks I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's it was obviously the COVID thing made it a little bit weird, but I mean it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. You know, just being there with all those other guys and just you know really just being you know brothers and really close friends for a week and spending all the time together you know you're not just playing golf together you know you're hanging out together eating together you know doing other sports together i mean you're doing everything so i mean and just like the camaraderie and you know you just want to win for your country so bad because i mean playing for yourself is one thing and you know everything but playing for your country is a completely different feeling and it's a different pressure you don't want to let your country down so uh, it's it's a little bit different, but I mean, it's it's definitely was one of the coolest experiences, and you know, definitely unforgettable. Yeah, and I mean, you 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 play for the Florida Gators, y'all won a national championship, but I, I just feel like when you put on that red, white, and blue, it's even different than that. You don't want to let your boys at Florida down, but the USA thing is just a different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's just you know, it's everybody, you know, it's everybody coming together from you know the U.S. So. I mean, yeah, it's a, it it can get pretty pretty intense and you can have a lot of pressure, but it's it's it it was awesome. From what I heard, it wasn't a good week to wear white pants. No, no. Did we ever get to the bottom of that whole diarrhea gate or whatever it was? I I have no idea. I I did not want to even deal with it. I was just like, <laughs> just hope just please don't get it and just hopefully I just play golf and I didn't Man, have to worry is... about it, so I wasn't. I was one of the yeah. few guys that didn't get it at all. So I was. That's... I was very happy. That 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 helps. It explains yeah. part of the reason why you went four and zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stressful enough playing in the damn Walker Cup. I don't need to be worrying about what could go on with these white pants. Exactly. Everyone yeah. relax. Yeah. I gotta ask because I mean I know you're all about golf. You were focused on your golf career, but while you're at Florida, I mean, it, did you go to any football games or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, we went to football games a good amount, of, a lot. I mean. I, I lived pretty close to the stadium, so we went all the time. So explain to me this, because you, you talk to Florida guys, and you always ask about their biggest rival. Slee's just mentioned Florida State, but it seems like Florida hates Georgia the most. Oh, yeah, it's it's Georgia. We, we, we like, Florida State's one thing, and, you know, we we don't like Florida State, but Georgia, we really don't like Georgia. <laughs> I'll join you on that. I'm, I'll gladly join you on that. Please, please, calm down. They just scored again. 65-7. It's closer than the scoreboard indicates, guys. I don't want to get into all this stuff. Is it true that Anthony Richardson turned pro early because he was 
a little concerned that the golf team was going to steal all the spotlight next year to be a <laughs> national championship? I don't think he's stealing that guy's spotlight. <laughs> that guy's a freak athlete. <laughs> Did y'all work out in the same, like at the same place, same time with the football team? That's always a humble. No, I wish we did, but they uh they had their own like facility built, like their own gym. Like they have two, I think now they have two full size indoor football fields, and they have a full size gym that's just for the football team, no other teams that because they want it to be where I think they didn't want the football players to ever go into the stadium and that's where the original gym was. So they just built, built like a hundred million dollar other gym, whatever, just in like, okay, we'll just have them be here. Like it's no big deal. Just SEC football, you know, just no big deal just to spend money. So they got the money. There's no doubt. If, if Tim Tebow walks on campus, is that just like God? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you had any interaction with him? Uh, I've had one interaction with him before. Uh, he wished me good luck at the U S open, uh, on a video, which was really cool, but I've never, uh, seen him and met him in person or spoken to him in person. But I mean, I just heard great things about him that he's, you know, an awesome guy and just really poor Gator. So he's not small. Seems like it. Yeah. (laughs) He's a truck (laughs) character issues, obviously off the field. No. (laughs) <laughs> one of the best dudes from what I've heard. Uh, I'm going to give you a last like amateur golf question here. Those kind of professional too. All right. You've already won on the professional level out of college. Adrian DeMont uh, de Deschart has done it as well. Ludwig Aberg is doing some pretty big things on the PGA tour already. Who's the next guy out of this class that you would say we should keep our eyes on? Well, that's easy. Next guy out of this class. Try not to make it it from the University of Florida. I was going to say, how's he not going to go with his guy, Fred? Yeah, it's hard not to go with my guy. Give me a guy outside of the University of Florida. Next man up. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to go with Fred or Yishin, honestly. Just they play play with them so much. And I knew that they, I I know Yishin was just itching to get out and play professional golf and, you know, Obviously, Fred's done incredible things in college golf and, you know, deserves to be where he is. And, you know, he's only played four events and just kind of just getting into things. And so is Yushin. So I uh, I think they're going to, you know, once they get more comfortable out there and, you know, kind of get a little more used to it, I think they're going to go out there and dominate just like the rest of us have been, you know, doing just trying to play. I mean, it's just golf, realistically. It's, it's not any different than, you know, college golf, you know, just it's just all on your own and stuff. And I've, I've just kind of enjoyed that, you know, just doing stuff on my own and, and I've kind of just figured out a way and had a good schedule that's worked for me so far and just kind of keep sticking with that. So I got a chance to meet Yushin at the Asian Pacific amateur down in Dubai a couple of years ago. And tell you what, he keeps his head on his shoulders. He's got a lot of game. So oh, yeah. talented. It'll be interested yeah. to see what he does, but you kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask how the transition's been from amateur and college golf to professional golf, obviously in amateur golf. I mean, people don't realize, you're traveling on your own a lot out there. So you get a little bit of a mini professional golf experience, but in college, they're booking your flights, booking your hotels. What's the transition been like for you? Uh, it's been, honestly, I've liked it a lot. You know, I've, I think that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, not that I didn't like college or anything like that, but you know, it's hard to please, you know, six different guys if they want to do six different things. So, you know, it's just, that's how it is. But you know, when it's, when it's professional golf and it's just on you, you know, you just have to do what's best for you. And I think that's just kind of how the way I've seen it. And I've liked it a lot, you know, just doing things on my own schedule, doing things on my own time, just planning things the way I want to do it. It's I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And talking about the transition, like easy isn't the right word to use, but it's the only word I'm going to use here because winning on any level is hard to do. Right. But making the jump from amateur golf to pro golf and winning your first event on the corn Prairie tour, did you think you were ready for that at the time? Was that somewhat uh, honestly, of a surprise? I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, winning or anything like that. I was just, you know, excited to play in the event. And then, you know, my first goal is to make the cut and then just to get into the top 25, just to get next week. And then all of a sudden I was on the 18th hole and looked at the leaderboard and saw that I was tied with Adrian when I thought I was out of it and, you know, ended up going to a playoff and, uh, winning against uh kyle jones and adrian and you know it's just you know things just happen really fast you know i was just 
wanted to play in the event and then jumped to top 30 in the standing. So it's just, it's crazy how things just move so fast. And, you know, I think just being prepared for just understanding, you know, what's, what to do next and not just be like, okay, whatever. Now, you know, I already won just go ahead, like, you know, just have a new set of goals and new plan and everything. But yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been great. This start you got off to obviously won the first one, but you're three for three in cuts. You're 48 under par total in three events. Haven't shot over par scoring average is 67. And like you said, number 26, top 30, make it to the PGA tour. I mean, to think three weeks ago, you were just hoping to get an event. Now it's like, okay, I'm here. And now I got a realistic shot of getting my PGA tour card for 2024. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about, but you know that's what's so great about you know golf and these developmental tours is that you know you can realistically be a Monday qualifier, Monday qualifier for a Corn Ferry event, win one, and then win the next two, and then you're on the PGA Tour. So you know it's just, I mean, it's easier obviously said than done, but you know it's just it's you know if you play good and you know end up winning and doing playing well, you know results are going to fall and you know the good things are going to fall. So I mean. Just trying to keep in perspective, though, and, you know, taking it day by day and not just thinking of, you know, way ahead in advance, just, you know, thinking of the next tournament or, you know, next day, next shot and stuff like that. And not, you know, thinking about the PGA Tour now, just thinking about, you know, what you can control and stuff and not just thinking, oh, I need to do this because I need to get on the PGA Tour or whatnot. So. And wasn't Adrian one of the guys the week prior that finished high enough that he got a, he got exempt from where he finished that allowed you to get a spot into Wichita? Mm-hmm. He yeah. won. Did he remind? <laughs> yeah, he won. But did yeah. he remind you of that on the on the playoff hole? Like, hey, dude, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be in this thing. Maybe a little quick quick left here off the tee for your boy. Uh, I, I I did thank him. Uh, I saw him I think on Wednesday, and I told him thanks for uh, winning because that helped me get in this event. And then he started laughing, but I told him now you you played great because uh, we've played with Illinois a bunch of times. So I played with Adrian probably three or four times just this year. So I mean, he's a great. Guy. And, you know, obviously incredible player. And, you know, so he he plays good every week. Yeah, it's it's been impressive. These college kids are no joke. They just come out. I mean, you can mention that that the PGA Tour, you and everything, I think is such a huge help to you guys. I mean, you get to go straight from NCAAs into your professional career and you're you're obviously in great form. What would you say about that? This system they've created with the PGA Tour, you? Uh, I mean, it's been awesome for us. I mean, you see that, you know, I mean, so a good amount of us have done pretty well too. So it's, you know, it's not like we're out here for no reason. You know, there's, I think just college golf in general is just evolving and just growing and getting better and better. And, you know, I think that, you know, just a lot of us that are coming out here just are really excited to play professional golf. It's, you know, it's not more like, you know, we feel like we have to prove something or anything. I feel like, you know, we're just excited to play and, you know, just end up playing well and ended up me and Adrian ended up winning and Ludwig's been doing really well and a bunch of other guys have been doing well too. So, I mean, it's, I, I can't say that I'm, you know, surprised or anything like that. I was, you know, not surprised, not that surprised when Adrian won, honestly, I thought, you know, he was more than capable of winning. So, you know, when I went, went out there and when it was all, it was a great feeling and, you know, I was surprised and stuff didn't expect it, but, you know, still had to, you know, regroup and you know go to a tournament the next day so uh but yeah it's it's been great just playing professional and you know just traveling and stuff it's been fun for me i gotta i gotta put you on the spot here i'm gonna put you in fred Biondi's shoes say you win the ncaa individual title you get the spot in the masters are you declining and turning professional or are you gonna wait and play i i'm declining i i, I talked to him about it and I, he, cause he asked me and we talked about it. And I mean, I told him just like, Hey man, like you're playing some of the best golf of your life. Like not saying that, you know, you could, you're going to go out there and play bad at the masters, but you know, what happens if you, if he was a damn right now and he saw all of us playing well and he's just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm playing good too. I'm playing, I just won nationals and I have the chance to play, you know, professional golf and, you know, really start off hot to my career and, you know, instead you're waiting and stuff like that. So, and, and he was ready and everything like that, every, he wanted to go. So, I mean, I, I would have done the same thing. I mean, it's, it's tough just because, you know, it's the masters and everything, but, you know, if you play well, you know, in professional golf, you'll eventually be there. So. 
Yeah, there's no guarantee yeah. in getting that status either. I mean, no, that, having yeah. that status for him, even being fully exempt on the corn fairy is huge. Exactly. And then getting even getting final stage for next year too. Yes. Yeah. That even gets a chance to get your PJ tour card next year too. So Yeah. It's it's a lot to give up, a lot to sacrifice when you're playing really well for for one week that's it's an awesome week, but it's almost a year out. Um exactly. and you can get there via other routes too if you go out there and play well. But Ricky, I talked to some people close to you, Walker Cup guys possibly jc deacon and like kind of the consensus on you was they called you like a big game hunter a guy who seems to be at his best during the biggest moments like a brooks kepka kind of comp came up right like the bigger the moment the more interested he is like the better he is and they thought you would be even more successful as a pro than as an amateur and you're world-class amateur would you agree with that consensus uh i think i think part uh part of me did believe that yeah just because you know just i was able to do things on my own and you know not that, you know, the team held me back or anything, but, you know, when you're traveling with a team and you have to do off a schedule that, you know, maybe you don't want to do, maybe you want to do something else and do this, or maybe you don't want to practice afterwards or whatever, something like that, just little things. And, you know, I just really, it's helped me understand what I've wanted to put in my schedule and my routine. And I think that's been really helpful is just knowing what I want and, uh, it's just been really helpful just to go out there and just not even worry about all the other stuff that I don't need to worry about. I can just go out there and play golf and that's all I really need to worry about. Not about all the outside noise and other stuff, you know, just go out there, play golf and have fun. Yeah. You're the boss nowadays. You get mm -hmm. to do, <laughs> it's up to you now. If you want to exactly. practice, you practice, if you want to eat here, you eat there. So exactly. you're off the hell of a start. And we do want to give a shout out. Your Puka shell necklace gets a lot of attention. Um, the story is incredible how it was from your late grandmother who supported your golf career. Um, I just think that's awesome, man. I love that you continue to wear it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. What happens, though, Ricky, if you do happen to gain, say, four or five pounds, which you might? I, There's I, not a lot I, of room there. No I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I think I have a, a few more necklaces in California that are a little bit bigger, so I'll probably have to resort to that because – yeah, if I gain a few more pounds, this necklace isn't going to fit. <laughs> yeah, That's just awesome. stay skinny. Yeah. Just stay skinny. Are I you still? To. You, I know you used to travel with your ping pong paddle. You're uh, apparently you're the world's greatest ping pong player, according to every person I've talked to who's actually seen it. You travel with that thing. Have you found anyone on Corn Fairy Tour yet that's like a worthy adversary? I don't know. I haven't really. I haven't played ping pong in a long time. I, I know this is going to sound kind of hockey but i i stopped playing because i just got too good and it just wasn't fun <laughs> to play people anymore it's like i just like got bored because i would just beat everybody every time and it's just it's not fun anymore because i just like there's no point i'd rather just play left-handed or something and give myself where it can actually be a game or something when i every time i just win without trying that's not fun so i mean i honestly haven't played in a long time have you always uh, been good or is it like a hand-eye coordination thing uh i've kind of always been pretty good and then i got really good in college because me and one of my other teammates used to practice a lot because jc used to talk a lot of crap jc is nice i've played with jc a lot up in canada and he's like a legit good player he told me he's like for the first year or so he's like he couldn't beat me i beat him every time then he he said you went on youtube and like watched great players and like taught yourself he's like after like a year year and a half i literally cannot beat the kid and it's the most frustrating shit i've ever gone through oh yeah he doesn't he doesn't even want to play he won't even like try and play me anymore and i just rub it in because he knows he can't beat me and that's the best when you can keep rubbing it in and they just know they can't do anything about it and that's the best especially mm. for jc too because he hates losing yeah he's yeah, not competitive he, at all i was just about to say you you never played with him cole i don't know if you played with him. i played a lot of golf with jc growing up uh he could run hot let's just say on the course he, he was not afraid in true canadian fashion to just blow blow it out occasionally did that ever show up in ping pong after he loses you for like the 15th time in a row Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there were times where, you know, he had to like kind of go in the other room and just give himself a couple <laughs> minutes just to calm down or pump himself up because he was losing or something like that. He, he, it's, it's funny how, how emotional he gets. He kind of get, he's still got that hockey player in them. So he still has all that. Yeah. Sometimes he's not going to like this. <laughs> this is did great. you ever get, did he ever go out and play golf with y'all? Can he still get uh, it around? Yeah, he he used to play more once uh his third uh he had his third kid he didn't get to play as much but he still tried to play a decent amount. He's yeah. the best man. He was nice. Was... He used to hit it really nice. Yeah, he's still... shout out JC Deacon. 
We love him. He's yeah. great. He never he never practices and still hits the ball unbelievable. Has a beautiful swing. Always complains about his swing. Yeah, and it's but his swings perfect swings it great and stuff like that but has but the one thing is that he has the chippy hips oh boy a chipper and that broomstick he had that broomstick before it was like like a thing yeah he still has that that stupid broomstick thing (laughs) (laughs) i like it well let's get to some space let's get to the e9 here silly so ricky we do this with everyone nine fun questions and we always ask this to everyone to start off you can trade lives with anyone for a day you get to be them for one day they can be dead alive whatever you want who would you be um, LeBron James. Okay, hmm. that might be the first we've had. Yeah. Big LeBron uh, guy, huh? Yeah, big Laker just, guy, aren't you? I think yeah, I'm a big Laker guy, and I just I would wanted to see I would want to see what it's like to be you know that sort of caliber you know of an athlete, just where you're looked upon like basically like you're not human. So maybe uh, maybe give cool. us. Give us a Taco Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't do that. Oh, <laughs> come on. Trademark that. that. You got to learn to <laughs> flop a little bit more. You don't look like a flop, quite the flopper. You have to work that in. Hitting. He's great. He's a great player. Great I can't player. stand him, though. Uh, all right. Here we go. First one for me. Let's say you meet a stranger on the street. from Not from the United States. They've never heard of the University of Florida or Florida State University, and they ask you to describe the difference between the two, what would you say? Florida State is the school that uh, is for the people that tried to get into Florida and couldn't. There you go. That's simple. Simple enough. That'd be a lot of, like, in-state descriptions, I feel like. (laughs) It's like SMU, Mm -hmm. TCU. Oh. (laughs) Well, while we're just shitting on other schools, my next (laughs) one. All right. Favorite, you just mentioned the University of Georgia Bulldogs. Those are the people you hate the most. Your favorite guy on their team during college to beat in a tournament? Favorite guy to beat? Oh, uh, my Walker Cup teammate, Davis Thompson. Yes. Davis. Perfect. I like being DT. How'd he take he, it? He was the, he was the bad because he, I mean, obviously he's incredible. So beating him was, he, and he like never played bad. He was always just like a top 10 guy. So if you beat him, you're like, okay, like that, uh, you played well. I like it. Did you always dread the week after the Florida Georgia football game when you saw those guys at like the next tournament? You're like, shit, here it comes. Uh, only we we liked it the year out when we beat them. Uh, when Trask was the quarterback, I forget what year that was, like 2019 or 2020. Forget, yeah, forgot about that. Georgia. Big Trask, yeah, yeah, big boy, yeah. spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next one from me. Is it true that the, that the JC had to have the Gainesville PD on call after qualifiers based on the speed you would leave the parking lot if you played bad in the qualifiers, say three putted the last hole? Uh, I wouldn't say no. I, <laughs> I mean, it can, I, I would speed out a little bit. Sometimes I get a little bit frustrated. He get mad. He I, he got mad at me a few good amount of times for speeding out of the parking lot. Yeah, there were some Jeff Gordon comps, I believe, that he made. He said, you've never seen a car go faster out of a parking lot than if he yeah, three-putted the last or bogeyed. The one that he was talking about, too, is I think it was, it was this year. And I had like a three-footer to – and I, we were – I think we, I think our, our lineup was already set. Like the five guys were way ahead in qualifying. It was like a six- or seven-round qualifier. And I had like a – two foot putt two and a half foot putt to tie to tie and go into a playoff and i mean and then i missed it and i was like kind of just like really really upset and i was just kind of like boiling and then lost it when i went in there and then jc got all mad at me and stuff like that you drive too fast blah blah and i was like whatever no you know i'm fine whatever i didn't hit anything. i didn't i didn't do any damage coach if you're not first you're last you're not saying ricky bobby come yeah. on I saw him peel out of a few parking lots of my day, Ricky. So you're you're in good company. All right, you uh my next one. Who wears the loudmouth clothing better, John Daly or your brother? I'll tell you, I'll give it to my brother every day of the week. Does he still wear it? Oh yeah, he still wears the loudmouth stuff. He's That's he told me he always tells me, he's like, Hey, you ever want anything? You know, just let me know. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm good. I don't think yeah. that's really fit my style but yeah. you know you go ahead and wear it yeah you know. and by the way if that's what you're gonna give me for my birthday or christmas just go don't worry about it 
I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he he has some. He's worn some outfits before where he's showed up to the golf course, and I'm just like, that's what you, you decided to wear this morning. You're not my brother today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the, the loud mouth. He, he loves it, but you know. I didn't know they were still thumping. Yeah, well, they're loud mouth. As long as John Daly is. Yeah. Yeah. JD. As long as he's thumping, they're thumping. Yeah. <laughs> he's thumping. That's for sure. Um, all right. I feel like every college graduate has one of these. So give me the your favorite sporting event you attended while at the University of Florida. Uh, my favorite sporting event. Uh, what game was it? It was the. I. I didn't get to go to a really good game. I we didn't get I didn't get to go to a Florida Alabama game in the swamp. I didn't get to go to that one. But the coolest game I got to go to was uh, a Florida Clemson game, my freshman year, and we I think we ended up winning. And I remember the streets. It was just so many people. There was like ninety, little over ninety thousand people there. And then after we won. This, the streets filled and you couldn't even see the asphalt. It just looked, you just saw people's heads. It was so many people. It was insane. That's yeah. sick. Was that Trevor Lawrence? I, that. No, I don't, that wouldn't have been, I don't think. That would have been the year before. I think that was the. Deshaun? That was, Deshaun. That was I think that was Bo Nix, maybe? Something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. They won, Sleaze. It's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always one. Good dub. Good job right. by the Gators. Next one. What's the best part about turning pro? You're now getting paid to play or not having to go to class. Gosh, that's a tough one. I heard you're really big. I'm not class. a big because I'm a really mm. anti-class person. <laughs> I, I probably I could probably I could probably deal with the class with getting paid. That that that's nice. That you know, okay. getting paid for playing well. That's that's always a cool thing. I love it's, that you had to think about it though. <laughs> You're like, God, I yeah, yeah I, had to think, I had to think about it for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Is it not the best feeling in the world you're in it right now where when the first time in your life you wake up in the morning like all I have to do, my whole job is just golf. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. It's the best feeling yeah. waking up in the morning. Just oh, I'm just gonna go to work and just go to the golf course, you know. Yeah, that's that's a special, special time before any other stuff comes up. Enjoy that. All right, my last one for you. Which accomplishment of yours do you think the average male should be more impressed with? One, winning your first ever start as a professional. Or two, spending 18 hours in the car with your girlfriend and still being together at the end of it. Oh, God. I mean, that's... Probably the Fewer lot. people have done that, I feel like. Probably the latter. It's probably the latter. But on, yeah, honestly, the... She's honestly made it so awesome for me. She's she started. I told her you don't need to drive. I'll drive or anything. And there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I really need you to drive, and she'll just be like, okay. And she just drives for like two or three hours. It's been, I like if I didn't have her driving or her there, her there, it would have been very very difficult. Is she she gonna travel full time? Yeah, she's gonna travel full time. Oh, Bella, what a gig! Yeah, I asked her. I asked her too. And then when I won Wichita, I was like, well, it's obviously working. So. You know, she's been she's the one who's been uh, actually planning my hotels and booking my hotels and stuff. So, oh, God bless her. And I mean this in the most respectful way possible to the people of Wichita. If she came to Wichita as her first event and decided to go on to the next one, you you got a good one. Yeah, not the most <laughs> incredible place in the world. No, it's not. It's not the greatest place, but it's always good golf tournament, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We love golf. Wichita. Shout yeah. out to the Getting, Mueller family. Love, yeah, love Wichita. Shout out to the Mueller family. Yeah, she must be a unicorn, though. You got a good one, dude. Yeah, she's eighteen awesome. hours in a car. No, she's awesome. y'all still she, in love. That's yeah, that's she, real love. She gave up. Just she gave it up. She gave up or gave up her career and what what she wanted to do and just wanted to travel with me. And I asked her to, and she was like, "Yeah." I'll, I'd love to travel with you, and you know she's been awesome. So, couldn't here we go. Without her. All right, last woman. last one. I don't know if you'll get this comparison. Our our listeners at home will, but if you don't, I'll help explain it to you. But you made 180k in your first pro start. First off, did you treat yourself to anything? And two, would you consider yourself more of a barn rat spender or a coocher spender? We can help you with that if you need yeah. clarification. So, yeah, Kierdeck well, we off of Bonrot, if he makes $100, he spends 500 Matt Kuchar, obviously, the other way. It's more of a saver. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I didn't spend anything. It's weird. I'm like, like for myself, I will not like buy anything. Like for my girlfriend, like I'll, it's funny. Like I'll tell her buy whatever you want. Like I'm like almost forcing her like, get this. Do you want this? Get this and stuff. But for me, like, oh, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. Just I'm like super low maintenance. Like, honestly, like if I can just, the best part was just like, now I can just not even worry, just go get fast food whenever I want and I have to worry about it. That's that's the best part about it. Fast food. God, no wonder she travel. I'll travel with you, bro. That's the deal. Just <laughs> yeah. buy whatever you want. I don't want anything. You Listen, got it. Our podcast is mostly male, so don't let any of your wives listen to this if you're a potential <laughs> professional golfer. This is not the example we're trying to set. <laughs> don't be giving her all the money yet. Make her, make her a, a little bit. Yeah, Rick, really appreciate you coming on. Congrats on such a great start to a professional career. We really look forward to following you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. All right, well, that was the youngster, Ricky Castillo, joining us on Subpar. This kid has a bright future. I mean, he's a national champion, member of the Walker Cup team, just goes out on the Corn Ferry Tour, bam, W, 48 under par in three tournaments so far. This kid's the real deal, man. I, I love hearing what you know. his coach, J.C. Deacon, said, told him at 11 years old, you're going to play for me. He saw it then, and I think the world is going to know who Ricky Castillo is very quickly. Yeah, this guy seems to show up in the biggest situations. You go back to the NCAA championship, that um, match that went extra holes with Florida State. He had a putt to win it. Normally, you see coaches, Colt, out with the players, helping him read the putts. JC just sat there and said, if there's anyone I trust with this program, with a putt like this, it's Ricky Castillo. And what does he do? He makes it. They go on to win the national title. Monster amateur career. Uh, look out for him quickly. Um, on the PGA Tour, I'd be very surprised if he didn't get his card um, by the end of the year through the Corn Ferry. And that's what's so great about this PGA Tour U. I can't rave about it enough. I mean, look what yep. Ludwig Aberg's doing out on the PGA Tour. I've had several guys playing really well on the Corn Ferry Tour to go from college to possibly getting your PGA Tour card, bam, in one summer. Uh, I mean, he's inside the top 30 right now. If he holds on, you're going to be seeing him tee it up on the PGA Tour. So congrats to him. I'm really excited to see what his future looks like. I can tell you what our future looks like, Sleaze. We are heading up to beautiful Lake Tahoe, the American Century Championship. We're going to be there emceeing the long drive contest for Corbell, the finest champagne, popping bubbles, but a little bubbly. We are going to have a time. We're going to be there all day long on Thursday. Make sure you come out. This field for the Celebrity Championship is unbelievable. It's real. It's real. A-list, stars, you like actors, actresses athletes, football players, whatever, across the board, they're there. Come out and check us out at that long drive. Colt, you're about to see, this will be your first year, you're about to see, you see some speed, and you're going to see not a lot of accuracy. There are some balls moving off the club face. Not a ton of them find the fairway. Actually, it's about almost a two-year anniversary of, all, of us almost losing our producer, Mark, to a, who was it, Justin Tuck? That damn near took his head off. By the way, Mark was like 12 yards in front of him on the left. And I was like, uh, this guy doesn't play a whole lot of golf there, bud. You might die. And he damn near almost did. But he's back. We're back. If you're out in the Tahoe area, please come by, see us, have a couple pops. We'll load up some transfusions, maybe a little Corbell. We're just going to have ourselves a time. I wonder what we could do. We, we got to make somehow a Corbell version of the transfusion. Oh, we can figure that out. It's a good challenge. Yeah. We're, we're... All right. It's going to be a lot of fun. But now it's time to tee it up with FanDuel this PGA Tour season. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers 10 times your first bet in bonus bets, up to $200. It doesn't matter if your first bet is a bogey. Bet $20 and get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. We got a lot of action this week. We got the Scottish Open. We got the Barbasol. Wes Homan's teeing it up at the Barbasol. Look oh. out. Could be a sneaky, dark horse. Mm. You can bet top 20s, top 10s, matchups, wins. Whatever you want, the app is super easy to use. Like I said, so many betting options. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And when you win, you get paid instantly. All right, let's get to it. We're going to give you some picks for the Scottish Open. Okay, I'm going to go with a guy. He's looking to go back to back. Xander Schauffele, 14 to 1. You just can't keep this guy down. I love his action. He loves this golf course. I actually had a chance to play the Pro-Am last year. It is so much fun. The wind was blowing about 9,000. But um, really cool to see these guys go over there, get a little prep in before the Open Championship. But I'm going with the X-Man at 14-1. to 1. Love it. If he can keep his boy Kaiser out of the graveyards over there, I would fully expect to see him at or near the top at the end of the week. I'm going to go just slightly further down the odds board. I'm going to go Victor Hovland 
at 18 to 1. All right. He's had a little time time off since the Travelers. He was coming off four very nice weeks before that, including his win at the Memorial. If there is a weakness in his game, it's the chipper. Uh, but he'll have a lot of options around the green uh, over there this chipper. week. The ball striking, we know what it is. Give me Victor Hovland, 18 to 1. Stay hot. Okay. You, I feel like you've picked Victor about 18 times this year. I figure if I keep doing it, 18 to 1 is where he hangs out. I'll win one. Be He's even your on new the Corey year. Connors. Hmm? Yeah, I've, He's your new Corey I've Connors. slowed down on Corey. I was just hitting him every single week, you know? Now the world's caught up. Now his odds are too high. Um, too low, I mean. So nothing there for me anymore. I'll be back on Corey soon, though. All right. My dark horse, going a guy who I get confused with a lot. It's it's really weird. If he gets the putter going, look out. He's 50 to 1. Give me Adam Scott. Yeah, I've heard those comparisons. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Probably flattering for Adam. It happens all I'm the time. I'm sure he hears him too, dude. I'm sure he hears him too. Uh, all right, dark horse here. I expect the winner, by the way, to come from near the top of the betting board. But I got a little show, Pony. I like down here at 75 to 1. Okay. T9 at the Rocket Mortgage, T2 at the Travelers, playing some very good golf. Like I said, I think the winner comes from the top. But if I'm taking a dark horse, I like this guy, especially if the wind blows, let him hit little low hammers out there. Give me Brian Harmon, 75 to 1. Okay, the little bulldog. I like it. Yeah. All right, so aim for some green and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up for 10 times your first bet up to $200 now. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Please, that was a lot of fun. Let's do it again next week. Cool. One last thing, bud, that's important. I got my eyes on the Barbasol this week for one particular reason. Don't care who's at the top. Kiradek Alpha Barnrat is back on the PGA Tour this week, going off at 60 to 1. If there is a golf god out there, please let this beautiful bastard take home the trophy. We need those clouds of smoke back in the air on a week-to-week basis on the PGA Tour. Shout out to the rat. Plus, I want to see how he spends that winner's check and hopefully come back on subpar. All right. I'm all for it. It's great for golf when the rat is playing well. All right, well, if you don't hear from us next week, you know Tahoe got us. So here we go. We'll see you up there. Everybody come out to the Long Drive contest on Thursday, hosted by Corbell. It's going to be a hell of a time, and have a great week. We'll talk to you on the next subpar. 